somebody, uh, if you drove a blue van, is that right? Blue green, bluish green van out in the parking lot. You left your sliding door open, your sliding glass open. We know if you might want to close that. I don't know if it's still raining out there or not. Praise God. But uh, you might want to just check that. I don't want you to go out there and, and then have a soaked seed or whatever it may be the case. Amen. How many is not giving up? Amen. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. If you will stand with me this morning, I want to share with you. I don't do it very often. Very often, I don't like to say repeat. I'm not a repeater. I mean, there's nothing new under the sun that hadn't already been preached. But uh, Wednesday night, the Lord really spoke to my heart, and I just, I know He spoke to a lot of people's lives. And uh, I want to get back into that tonight, uh, this morning. So, if you will, just uh, turn with me to the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 3. 2 Chronicles, chapter 3. While you're turning there, I'd like to say, again, along with Brother Zeb and the council, uh, thank you so much, amen, uh, for all those that work behind the scenes and those that work in the forefront and, uh, and serve. And Amen. There's so many, many others that we just want to thank you all that, that you do. All for what you do and all that have been faithful uh, in serving the Lord and being a part of this church and giving and supporting this church with everything, amen, that God has placed within your means and in your life. We're just so grateful to God for you and we want to wish you a very, 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 very Christmas. Amen. That's our heart's desire. Uh, God is so good. He's so good. This is a wonderful place to be. I don't know about you, but SPHC is a wonderful place to be. Amen. Stoneville Pentecostal Holiness Church is on the move, and God is blessing. He's moving. I'm just grateful to be a small part of it for the kingdom and glory of God. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verses 1 through 3. The Bible said, when Solomon had finished praying, Fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Let me say that again. The glory of the Lord filled the temple. How many wants the glory of the Lord to fill his house? I don't want to come to be entertained. I don't want to come to take up space on a pew. I want to get in the presence of God corporately. And I want his glory to fill this temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. When all the children saw how the fire came down, let me say that again. When all the children saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord filled the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good and his mercy endureth 
forever. Uh, I want to preach, uh, I don't know if you call it repeating by any stretch. I've never been able to do that. But I want to preach on this thought again this morning. Let the glory fall. Amen. Let the glory fall. What's going to make the difference, amen, is not doing what we do, but doing what we do with his presence. Amen. What's going to make the difference is not our serving alone and not the, the, the work that we do for God, but his glory in our lives, his anointing in our lives that makes all the difference. Amen. For the kingdom and glory of God. I want to preach on that thought this morning. Will you pray with me? Father, we love you today. We're grateful for this opportunity we have again in 2021 to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to commemorate, amen, to God, the, the great love that you have uh, dispelled, uh, just placed upon our lives through Christ Jesus and allowing him to come and be the sacrifice for our sin. Lord, today we're just grateful Lord, for your presence, for your anointing, for the lives you've already touched, for the uh, the healing that you've already begun to bring about in, in the lives of those who are faithfully, Lord, desiring it and calling out to you for it, for the souls that will be saved. God, for the ones that have been, Lord, we just need you to guide us and direct us as we prepare to move into the new season, the new year that is approaching us quickly. Lord, that you would undergird us by your power. Let your glory fall in our lives. God, tonight, today is our prayer. And Lord, have your way in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Look at somebody and say, now let's have church. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I, I just... Uh, I just want his glory. I don't know about you, but I, I have found out a long time ago uh, when I was a child and when I was a young man that, uh, that I could have uh, a relationship with God and an experience with God that was so much more than, uh, uh, than what I had experienced. And uh, I have refused to be saved and satisfied. I want the glory of God. Amen. I have refused to, to be that person that has become complacent and has gotten the routine of serving without the presence and the glory of God working within my life. I don't know about you, but uh, I want his glory to fall. David said uh, when he entered the, the, the presence of God, the tabernacle of God, uh, he said these words. He said, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And uh, I want to tell you that that is, the recipe within the heart of one who comes to the house of God in a corporate way to meet with him, that we are coming so that God may have his way in us. How many come today so that God would have his way in you and so that God could train, change your life and transform your life? And uh, we didn't come to just say, I've been to church. We didn't come to just to do the Lord's service. We came, amen, to surrender ourselves before him in worshiping and praise for the purpose of God's glory filling the house. How many knows that God knows how to turn things around in your life? 
Look at somebody around you and say, God knows how to do it. When you don't know how to do it, God does. When you don't know what to do, you don't know which way to turn, you don't know where to go, God does. God knows how to turn things around in your life. I'm so glad today as I begin to think about his goodness, amen, as I told a brother just before the service that he's not just here in the sanctuary, but he's out there with us in Kansas. He's out there with you on the highways, driving the truck. He's on the job with you. He's in your home. Come on, somebody. You got to understand God knows how to turn things around no matter where you're at. But this morning, I want to talk about the tabernacle of the Lord. Many have tried to make church irrelevant anymore. They try to make church just an option. But I want to tell you, there's no place outside, amen, of our serving God that we ought to rather be than in the house of God with God's people gathering for the glory of the Lord to fill the temple of God. I don't know how anybody can do it without him. Amen. I don't know, but the Bible said, forsake not the assembly of yourselves together in the manner of which some is. As we see that day quickly approaching, our gathering is for the purpose of surrendering to him in our hearts and in our lives in a corporate way that God may allow his glory to come upon us and to change our lives. And I don't know about you, but every time I come in the house of God with the right heart, I leave with a changed heart. Can somebody shout amen? Every time I come with a heart to lift him up and with a heart to seek his glory, there's not a time I don't leave touched of him. There's not a time his glory doesn't transform something within me. I'm telling you today, church, that we ought to have a desire to get to the house of God. We can make it to McDonald's. We can make it to the movie theater. We can make it to Walmart. We can make it anywhere we want to go. But the house of God ought to be a place on the forefront of our list that says get me to the place where God's people gather, amen, the place of the temple of God. This is God's house, amen. How many would agree with me there today? This is not just a building erected, amen, for a body to conduct business. This is the house of God. Give God praise. This is where we see the glory of God move as we come praying and with a heart of desire we come to see the glory of God move to change lives, to save, to sanctify, to fill with the Holy Ghost. The glory of God moving through discipleship. This is where we come to experience a life-changing, amen, touch from God in our journey. I don't know about you, but I need him to change me every day, amen. Come on, somebody. I didn't just get saved and arrived. I need him to change me every day from glory to glory. In this particular scripture, we see that there was a great desire for Solomon to see the presence of God and the glory of God within the temple. If we go back into the Old Testament, the earlier books in Exodus and Genesis for hundreds and hundreds of years, uh, there was uh, the temple of God that was uh, made 
made in the form of a tent, and that tent would go with them everywhere they would journey and everywhere through the desert they would travel and even into the promised land. They would have the temple there, and this is where God would meet with them. And the Ark of the Covenant dwelt within the, the tent of the temple, and this is where they would take the sacrifices in and place them before God, and God would cleanse them, and his presence would fill the temple, and God would speak, amen, to Moses. He would speak to his leaders, and God would lead the children of Israel by his presence and meet with them in the temple. But now we have reached a place where God is saying unto David, he is saying that I, I look around and I see everyone who has built their houses and, and everything else, and they just uh, uh, just made everything look so wonderful and so good, but now I wonder, what about my house? And so David was stirred within his heart and within his life, and he began to prepare himself to build the temple. But what he did not in the in the beginning understand was that God was not going to allow him to do it. God was going to call on his son Solomon to do it because of the blood that David had shed. He would not allow him to build the temple. So along comes Solomon and here he has everything in place. He's continuing to get all the materials. He's looking at the blueprint that God has for him and he has a great desire to do what is pleasing unto God. Touch somebody around you and ask them, do you have a desire to do that which is pleasing unto God? He had a great desire. He said, I'm not just going to let this pass by and, 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 and shuck this off and let somebody else deal with it. I'm not going to let somebody else amen, come along and do what I ought to be doing. I'm going to take what God has placed within my heart, what he's mandated within my spirit, and I'm going to erect this temple. Oh, but we find that as the temple was completed in chapter 6, that Solomon through his great desire, he meant it accomplished what God had told him to, but it was not enough. Now he was going to go before the people and he was going to go before God in a, in a spirit of dedication as it would take the temple and give it to God and dedicate it to him for the glory of God. It was Solomon's desire that not only a temple be built, but that God would dwell in it. Come on, somebody. Uh, let me say that again. It was God's desire, that uh, Solomon's desire, that God, that he, he would build the temple, but that it would not remain empty, but that God would want to dwell in it, that God would dwell within the temple, that God would be pleasing unto, uh, unto this, uh, that he had achieved, uh, amen, for his glory. I want to talk to somebody and ask you a question. Do you ever want to go to a church that is nothing but a building but doesn't have the glory of God in it? Do you ever want to go to a dead church? Or do you want to go to a church where the Spirit of God is moving, where the glory of God is falling? He meant to God that doesn't have a name on the outside, hallelujah, and structured without the presence of God. Solomon did not want, he meant a temple that would be an empty, dead structure. He wanted God's presence and glory in the temple. I don't know about you. 
you, but I don't even want, amen, to think about going to a dead, boring church that'll put me to sleep. Get me somewhere where I can feel conviction. Get me somewhere where I can hear the word of God preached, where God will move within the, the depths of my soul and begin to quicken me. Get me somewhere where my lost children can be saved, where the drug addict can be delivered. Get me somewhere. Oh, hey, hey, I feel the Holy Ghost. I want the glory of God in the temple. And this is where Solomon was. Solomon said, I need, we, we want God to be here. We dedicate this temple to God. There's some things we got to understand that we must do if we want God, amen, and his glory to fall within our lives. We've got to have a heartfelt action of seeking. You got to want it. If you don't want it, you won't experience it. You got to want it. You got to want his glory to fall. I was riding down the road yesterday and I was reminded of a song they used to sing. Excuses, excuses, you hear them every day. How the devil, he'll supply them if in church you stay away. Yeah. Oh, come on, somebody. And one of the verses said something like this. They was upset with the preacher, said the preacher, he ought to preach the word with dignity instead of stomp and snort. Come on now. That's why they wouldn't go to church. The preacher was jumping around, stomping and snorting. Come on, somebody. They wouldn't go to church because people were speaking in tongues. Wouldn't go to church because people were praising God. They were just too loud. Made them feel uncomfortable. Amen. But I'm not going to tell somebody when the glory of God falls, amen, and rises up within your spirit, it'll make you lift your hands and glorify him. It'll make you stomp and snort and preach. It'll make you, come on, somebody, give him praise and glory in the house of God. I'm not going to, amen, conform to a feeling of the world. I want the glory of God to fall in my life and in the church today. I wish somebody would shout hallelujah up in this place. Amen. What's going to make a difference? We've got sons and daughters dying on their way to hell. We don't need a religious structure and a religion. We need a glory of God to fall in the temple of the house of God today. We need a move of God. We need a move of God and his glory that drives people to the altars of prayer. We need a move of God's glory that brings conviction, that brings about unity. Hallelujah. I'm feeling something up in here. We need a move of God's glory that brings again a reverence. People don't revere God anymore. Like Sister Angie said, treat him like a $20 lamb when you cannot put a price on what he's done. 
Give him glory if you want to. We'll never be able to pay. There's not enough money in the world and not enough acts of service in the world that could ever pay God for what Jesus did. Amen. It's foolish, but we need a move of God's glory that begins to convict men and women again that we might not treat him like he's some fairy tale or that it doesn't matter what God's word says or that it's not important to be faithful. It's not important to be. We need such a move of God that you ain't got to beg folk, amen, to pray. You don't have to beg them to worship. You don't have to beg them to get to the house of God. We need such a move of God's glory. Oh, that even the children rise up and say, hey, God's been good to me every day this week, but it's time to get to the house of God. There's something going to happen when we gather together. There is something that is going to transpire. The glory of God. You've got to have a heartfelt desire and action. I've got to move quickly. If you don't want it, don't worry about it. Preacher, you being judgmental. I don't know about you. You can do whatever you want to do. You can worship how you want to worship. But be careful about making fun of the Pentecostal movement. Don't you mock the Pentecostal movement. Because there was 120 in the upper room that wanted a move of God. There was over 500 that were invited. But 120 went on up in there and said, Lord, I want your glory. I'm not just going to exist and my temple remain empty. I want the glory of God to come into my life. There was a heartfelt action of seeking. And here was Solomon who was, who was seeking, amen, for the, the presence of God and the glory of God within the temple that he had just finished. Today we can meet with the Lord anywhere, anytime. Look at somebody and say, thank God we can. We can meet with him anywhere, anytime, in most any place, but it's essential that we seek and meet with him. I said the other night, and I feel it in my spirit, most of us roll out our bed and check our Facebook before we look to get to heaven. Amen. I want to see if anybody responded to my text or to my post. I want to see how, how many like my post. How many had anything to say? Did anybody share it? Come on, somebody. We have lived our lives, amen, worrying about how many people approve us on Facebook. Come on now. I'm not seeking Facebook's approval. I ain't seeking man's approval. Amen. I want a move of God. 
I want his approval. Amen. I'm not rolling out of bed every day and let somebody else get my attention. I want to seek him and meet with him. See, if we're going to see the glory fall in our day, we must seek him. We can't just live and exist and think it's just going to happen. If it does happen, somebody was seeking him. may not have been you. But somebody around you was seeking him. Somebody was praying. Somebody was earnestly seeking the Lord. We must have a heartfelt action of seeking him. This is what causes us to work. This is what causes us to serve. And all that he was doing in building the temple had a greater purpose. It was so that God's glory would come and the people would have favor with God. They would find grace and forgiveness and everything they needed in the presence of God dwelling there in the temple. We must also be submissive and be being submissive means simply this, is that we've got to learn to say no to self and yes to God. Ah, yes, Lord. His old song says, I want to say yes, Lord, yes. I think for some people it'd be, I want to say maybe, Lord, maybe. If I feel like I can. Oh, there may be some that said, not today, Lord. Oh, Lord, not today. Maybe another day. Amen. But Jesus said, if anyone's going to follow me, he must first take up himself, deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. We've got to reach a place of submission that says that I am going to do whatever it is that pleases God, not just what he's called me to, but how he's called me to live and where he's leading me. I will follow. I must be in submission. In other words, that I can't allow anything or anybody get in the way. Submit. I've got to be willing to sacrifice time. I've got to be willing to sacrifice uh, possessions at times. I've got to be willing to sacrifice my plans, all these things for the glory of God. And when I understand this, I see the power of what Paul was saying in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 15 and 16. He said, what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. Somebody shout thank you Jesus. You are the temple of the living God. And God has said I will dwell in them and walk in among them. And so if we want the spirit of God, amen, and the glory of God to to, to dwell within our lives, then we must be be surrendered. If we want the glory of God to dwell within the church, then we must be surrendered. If we're not surrendered, and then we're just playing church. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to play church. I don't want to, amen to God, play some kind of Christian role. I want to have such a glory of God within my life that is trans.
transforming me day by day to be authentic. I want to be the real deal. Look at somebody around you and say, when the glory falls, you can't help but be the real deal. Amen. For when the glory falls, true salvation comes. When the glory falls, an authentic move of God transform and convicts and changes lives. We must be submissive. And Solomon was submissive. He, he understood he had to do it, but then he also understood it wasn't what he did that made the difference. It was what God would do. Solomon didn't come before God saying, Lord, look what I've done. I did this. Lord, I've completed this. He didn't come in some arrogant kind of way. He came before God humble and submissive. And the many times we think it's what we do, amen, that, 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 that causes God's glory to fall. But I want to tell you that even a monkey can do some of the things we do. Come on now. You can train a monkey to pass out bulletins. How would you like to come up in here and see Mr. Belvedere's monkey in here Sunday morning? Passing out bulletins. Even a monkey can stand on the front row and do this right here. Come on, somebody. There are people out there that, that, that can serve. God can use sinners to bless the kingdom of God. But what makes the glory of God fall? It's not arrogance. It's not about, look what I've done. Sometimes it's heavy. We go by and we see, amen, all the, 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 the tags on a pew or the tags on the windows. And, and it says, amen, look what, in honor of so-and-so, we gave this money. Look what we did. Look what we did. There's nothing wrong with that. We all give honor to whom honors do. But the problem comes in is when we become so arrogant that we we think that the church could not exist unless it was what we did. And I want to go ahead and tell you something today. We must understand that if we want the glory to fall, it's not about what we're doing. It's about what we're doing, amen, with a heart for his glory. I told my wife this morning, I said, honey, there have been a many times, amen, I didn't say it exactly like this, but there's been a many times I've wanted to quit. In my mind, I thought about, Lord, if I didn't have to serve, if I didn't have to preach, amen, just to be a good church member, I'd love to. Lord, I don't do what I do because I want people to see me. God, you know my heart. I do what I do because I want your glory to fall in this house and in lives. I do what I do because I want to see, amen, the broken healed and the lost saved, amen, and the derelict delivered. Come on, somebody. I do what I do for the glory of God. I don't want to pat on my back. My God, I want the Spirit of God moving in my life and in the church today. It's not about, amen, what we're doing if it has no presence of God's glory. Got a well digger over there. I promise you he's going to dig deep sometime. Have you ever dug a well you couldn't hit water? 
Have you ever dug a well you couldn't hit water? Frustrating, ain't it? You don't keep trying after so long, do you? At some point, you quit. The Holy Spirit's telling me to tell somebody, quit trying to get water to come from the well springs of this world and start seeking the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Wherein he said, he bad, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. He's saying to you today, amen, if you want water, quit digging in the wrong place. Amen, and get connected, amen, to the love of God and the glory of God. Through Christ Jesus, I'm not, hallelujah, I don't want no dried up lack of God's presence in my life. I want the presence of God flowing. So I've got to submit. Then I've got to be willing to sacrifice. Seeking, submitting, I'm sacrificing. Come on to the keyboard if you will. It's not about what we do. It's about what, what he does through a heart of desire. we got to sacrifice. Not many people's willing to do that. I'm going to say something. You might don't. Please don't get offended. Play it softly, please. I don't want you to get offended. But I want you to understand we put more faith in the news and in science that we do God. We ought to use wisdom. But we'll sacrifice everything we can in order for us and I say this Holy Ghost to keep the standards of the world Some of us are so afraid of dying. We're so afraid of dying. If you're that afraid of dying, draw near to Jesus. Amen. I know nobody wants to We want to live as long as we can. But we put more faith in things and people. Let me ask you something. Do you believe the same God that sent Jesus Christ? And the same Lord that walked on the water won't take care of you. I don't want to brag. I'm not bragging. I'm rejoicing, testifying, give God praise. But let me say this. We've had people, we've had people that have had COVID here at Stoneman. Can't think of any one of them that's had to go on a respirator. To God be the glory. I can't tell you what will happen tomorrow. We've had some that have got it. We've had some that's had the vaccine, some that hadn't had the vaccine, some that's had boosters. That's a real thing. But I want to tell you, he's more real than any sickness, than any disease, and every sin.
what I'm stating this morning? Why do I want the glory to fall? Because I want people to have a, a tangible experience with his presence that makes their faith embrace him as if he, he is more real than any problem they have. I said the other night, I said sometimes people come into church, they got all kind of problems, but by the time the glory of God moves, Amen. They leave with those weights lifted off their shoulders. We need the glory of God to fall. Amen. To manifest. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. God is bigger. Do you really believe that today? If I die, amen, because of the blood, death cannot hold me down. I cannot, amen, to the Lord, miss heaven's glory. I want to tell somebody there's power in the blood. There's power in the resurrection. There's power in the birth. There's power. Somebody ought to be on your feet and shout and thank you, Lord. There is power today. The glory of God came over 2,000 years ago in a manger. The glory of God died on the cross and the glory of God was resurrected. Amen. And the glory of God is soon to be revealed. There are many who said Jesus is not alive. He's dead. Well, if he's dead, who's that living in my soul? If he's dead, there's no hope. I want to say this morning, Solomon built the temple he pleased God, but his heart was for the glory of God. They brought sacrifice through their surrender, and the fire of the Lord fell. Now, I know people will say, well, you know, preacher, after the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, God don't just dwell in the temple. You're right. If you accept him as Lord and Savior of your life, he comes and he dwells in your temple. He sure does. But he dwells in the temple where two or three gather. Amen. The Bible said in my name, he said, there I am in the midst. Here I am. He still gathers with his people corporately. His glory still brings conviction upon the hearts of the lost. His glory still changes the circumstances in people's lives, the needs. How many have needs in your life? Oh, God, would you? Lord, help us to realize in this moment and in this time and help us to really take this message and, and Lord just let it really get in our heart and in our spirit the glory of God is greater the glory of God is more mightier while we're doing things through prayer and seeking discernment and wisdom 
God, most of all, let us put our faith completely in you. For we understand what's real, but we understand that you are greater. And I don't know what will happen tomorrow. But I know today, I put my complete trust in you. I'm willing to sacrifice whatever I need to sacrifice. Lord, to be pleasing to you. I'm willing to let go in my life of whatever I need to let go of in order to accomplish pleasing you. Father, I know today that for some, there are those that will not be able to understand what I've just said. They're going to need your glory to fall and touch them. Your word to bring revelation to them. Conviction to come upon their life. Not just what the preacher said, but an overwhelming presence of your glory that is tangible, that they cannot deny that they have had an encounter with you. Lord, I pray right now across this building as we celebrate this Christmas season, there are needs in every life. There are those today, God, that would say, Father, I want your glory to fall not only in my church, but I want you, Lord, to be glorified through my life. Let your glory pour into me and through me. Father, for the kingdom of God. I want to ask you this morning, are you happy? Amen to God with where God has called you to gather together to serve. Are you happy, amen, to God that God has, has brought you to SPHC? Are you happy this morning that God is on the move and His glory is moving at SPHC? through the hands of those who are surrendered, through the hands of those who are seeking, through the hands of those who are sacrificing everything. Amen. I'm glad God is moving through men and women of God here at Stoneville and moving and showing up and changing lives in the service. But, but, but I, I also am glad. Amen today for the fact that his glory has changed my life. And I don't want to just be saved and satisfied. I want to be transformed from glory to glory. I want to have a, a thriving relationship with God. I don't want my church to be alive and I be dead. Let me be living too by your glory today, oh God. Hallelujah. I want to ask you all over the church if you believe he he is the one true living God that Jesus is the only begotten son of the living God and through the glory of God's sacrifice he brings glory into our lives it changes us and changes our church will you gather around this altar with me for a few moments today amen maybe you've got a need maybe you say I need God to touch me maybe I just want to come and thank you Lord for your glory that's filled my life that's made my needs. It's transformed me. I thank you for the glory of God revealed in my church.
church. Father, I praise you. Sing, sing something right now. Amen. Raise the roof. Hallelujah. Lord, as people are coming, we thank you for the Christ child. We thank you, Father, for the sacrifice. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice of the virgin birth, the son of the living God. In glory, Father, you stepped into the form of man. You came, oh, that you might dwell among men. Bring your glory into our lives. Bring the glory of salvation. Bring the glory of healing. Bring the glory. Hallelujah. Bring your glory. Lord, you brought water out of a dry well. Oh, God, today. Father, I ask you right now that you would breathe upon us. As Solomon did. Lord, he had a heart. His heart. His heart said, God, I don't want just a building. I want your glory. I don't want just a building. I want your glory. Lord, there are those in here that would say, God, I don't want to just go to church. I want to see your glory. I don't want to just live, Lord. I want your glory in my life. Lord, there's some that are lost right now. They need Jesus. They need to experience the glory of salvation. Lord, the supernatural divine sacrifice that was paid where their sins are washed away by the blood of Jesus. God, I want the glory. Father's their heart. I don't want to leave the same way that I've come. I want the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sister Angie mentioned earlier, she said, Lord, it's going to be all about you in 2022. I want to ask you how many is willing with me to stand together and pray over everybody who's come today, all those that have, that have come to the altar and said, Lord, you know my heart. Will you pray for one another? That as we prepare to go into 2022, that we'll be willing to sacrifice, to seek, come on somebody and surrender. 
all that we do for the glory of God in our life and in our church. Come on, somebody. When the enemy comes to try to discourage you, put him on the run. Say, Satan, get behind me. I've got my mind made up. Nehemiah went to, to build the walls of Jerusalem, rebuild the walls and, and to, to rebuild the structure there and prepare. And the enemy came down to stop him. But he said, oh, no. Uh-uh. There's a cause for the work. See, if we are going backwards, then we need to be on our knees praying, God, forgive me. Amen. I'm missing something here. If we are going backwards, we need to be on our knees. If we're going forwards, it's not going to be easy. We still need to be on our knees. But we still need to be able to see through the discernment of the Holy Ghost because God's glory can only be revealed in those who are willing to sacrifice it all. I will tell you, I have fallen short in some of these areas. Well, you're supposed to be the pastor. I can't believe you just said that. I have. I'm human. There are times when I fall short in some of these areas. Like Sister Angie said, sometimes you get so busy working, you forget to take care of your spiritual needs. Sometimes it happens. I want to tell you right now, if we'll pray for one another, pray for our church, pray that God will use us, pray for churches everywhere, pray for children of God everywhere, all across this globe. But this is the vineyard God's called us to, and how many want to see fruit in our vineyard? Amen? Give God praise if you want to see fruit in your vineyard. I want to see the glory of God fall in our vineyard today. Amen. We love you. We appreciate you. Look at somebody around you and tell them let the glory fall. Amen. We leave. Hallelujah to God today. May the glory of God bless your life. May you leave changed by his word, by his presence today. God bless you. I ask today, Brother Zeb, if you will, ask God's blessings. Oh, he done left out of here. I'm sorry. Where's he at? He's already left. Angie, will you ask God to bless us as we dismiss here today?